Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Help for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. But there always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on our last episode. If you were unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. This week's show is a little different as I recorded multiple interviews in one day at an event. And because of the limited time for each, I recorded the content without the bio. So let me give a little info on my guest before getting into the recording. Remote work strategist Victoria Hepburn, PCC, is an author, speaker, and certified business transitions coach specializing in remote work productivity and career development. Victoria teaches professionals how to create efficiencies in their life and business to stay visible and valued while working remotely on virtual teams, or in hybrid offices. She has nearly 20 years of award-winning experience in Fortune 500 engineering and sales roles that were on remote, hybrid, and global virtual teams. Her mission is to share the proven tools for building a rewarding career journey without sacrificing your home life and health. Her programs are designed to help talented, hardworking professionals navigate the world of remote and hybrid work including building trusted relationships, preventing burnout, and finding new career opportunities. Her Amazon new release, number one best-selling book, Pressure Makes Diamonds, Simple Habits for Busy Professionals to Break the Burnout Cycle, gives clear and simple actions to boost productivity and resilience without quitting. Prior to becoming a best-selling author, coach, and speaker, she enjoyed over a decade-long award-winning engineering and sales career at Merck, GE Healthcare, and BD. Victoria earned a Bachelor of Science in Chemistry from New York University and a Bachelor of Chemical Engineering from Stevens Institute of Technology through a dual degree program. She is an IPEC certified professional coach, a certified heart math coach, and was awarded a professional certified coach 
PCC accreditation by the International Coaching Federation in 2021. Victoria is a busy wife and mother who enjoys walks with the family's large rescue dog who refuses to play fetch. Now to the recording of today's episode. So Victoria, welcome to the show today. Hey, hi, Candy. It's so good to be here. Well, I know this is going to be an interesting topic, but before I get into questions on the subject, I would love for you to just tell me a little bit more about yourself and how did you become involved with entrepreneurs on this subject? Basically, I was drafted during the pandemic because I have spent 10 years working remotely and in high pressure, fast paced roles. And I had friends who were struggling who are like, hey, how did you do this for so long <laughs> and not crack up completely? So I, I I said the answer was, you know, mentorship. Like I, ha- mm-hmm. I was in corporate sales. And so I had a lot of mentors who showed me the ropes. I also had to figure a lot of things out for myself because I wasn't willing to live that suck it up buttercup mm-hmm. uh, lifestyle nor was I willing to accept that burnout was just the standard state of affairs because it was hurting me, my health, my relationships. And I said enough and I healed myself and I show and I changed. So other people were like, what did you do? And it, it's branched out since then. So mm-hmm. as a coach and as just a general friend, <laughs> a business popped out of just not knowing that a experience I had was actually a skill. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's so true. I mean, I have had capability of working remotely for probably more than a decade, but I did have an office and clients expected, you know, us to be in the office. And then of course, once the pandemic hit, even though I was an essential business, I was already in the kind of the plans of having all my staff working from home. We'd actually started that transition already. So I was ready and set when that happened. But a lot of times we're talking about the entrepreneur being the overwhelmed worker. You know, we work so many hours and there's always this thought that the employee worked there nine to five, you know, and then they went home and, you know, that was the end of it. But we know with remote now, there's been a lot more pressure on employees even to prove that they're being productive. You know, sometimes people are afraid that they're not working as much or there's distractions. The kids might be home, you know, so it is an overwhelming position, even for employees too. So I'd love for you to just touch on that topic of how as business owners too, we can think about what's going on with our employees who are working from home and how we can take into consideration the overwhelm they might be feeling just as much as we might be feeling. Okay, absolutely. This is one of my favorite topics because as entrepreneurs, we don't think of ourselves as business leaders Mm -hmm. often, but we set the tone for our teams, whether they're freelancers or they're employees, right? And so they see us working all the time, they're going to feel that pressure to, to mm-hmm. work a lot more hours and to turn up. So it starts with ro- being a role model, right? And recognizing your habits of overwork, your habits of driving, like just thinking about okay, I have financial goals, but do I also have Mm -hmm. social goals? Do I also have health goals that I'm neglecting? Mm -hmm. Because if you have the money, but not your health, right? That's not a great life or you don't have your relationships. So just narrowing that down um, in terms of connecting with your employees on on the topic of overwork, it's really about having those frequent short check-ins, right? And, And find out how they're doing you know, knowing about their lives, checking in on them as people Mm -hmm. often helps them 
to voice concerns that they might have. Having that relationship, not canceling their one-on-ones week after week and never rescheduling right. is a great recipe for overwhelm and for a lot of unexpected problems. Mm-hmm. And so if everyone is working from home now, if they're not seeing each other in the office, and I know some people are doing hybrid now and some are back in the office, so this may not be as much of an issue for everybody. But for those who do have staff who's still working remotely, and we do check in, how are things going? Are you getting your work done? You know, how do we actually get them to feel comfortable still sharing maybe some of the struggles they're going through? We do know a lot of times people feel they can't share mental health issues because there might be a stigma, but maybe they're dealing with depression, you know, or overwhelm or just, you know, things have changed over the last couple of years. So how can we potentially draw that out of employees who are afraid maybe they're at risk of sharing that information so that we can help them not feel so overwhelmed and help solve the problem. It starts with building, your relationship has to be built on trust and respect for people to share things that are, that they don't have to share. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so it really starts with how you treat them. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Are you very transactional? Do you have the small talk? Do you have the little things or is it straight to business? Those Mm -hmm. are the kind of things that build the trust and rapport. Maya Angelou had this quote that has always stuck with me, especially in my sales career and communicating and trying to get secrets to be shared, right? It's people will forget what you said. They'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm -hmm. So it's it's conditioned on us to think about who are we being an active listener? Are we curious about what's going on with them on a human level? And if not, how can we do a centering exercise to bring our energy away from the call that just enraged us so we can be level and neutral Mm -hmm. to meet this next person and not transfer our anger or disappointment onto them? Right. Mm -hmm. A lot of times it's just that simple process of doing a breathing exercise or doing a body scan and and check to see if your shoulders are up by your ears. Like they always mine always seem to creep up there across the day. Uh, Mm -hmm. Unhunt and and just relax your body posture so you can be open and listen. And that change how you show up changes the conversation. Mm hmm. That's so true. So on the subject of overwhelm, you know, whether again, we're talking about the person running the company or someone who's working in there, like what tips would you have to share with our listeners that can maybe help them start to deal with this issue and start to strike a better balance between, you know, yes, I do have to do my work, but I do need to have some downtime. So the secrets to beating back overwhelm and overwork. And this is from the experts, right? I am a scientist by education. So I'm always looking for expert proven things because I don't want to try new things Mm -hmm. is protecting yourself from collaborative overload by setting boundaries. When you Mm -hmm. work from home, you can work 24 seven and no one will notice. So you need to have (laughs) clear wake up, uh, you know, you wake up, set your intentions have some kind of ritual to go into your work day, right? Mm-hmm. Some people, for me, it's it's walking my dog, exercise, and then start my day. That That's like how my brain says, okay, it's work time. And then having a shutdown routine. Like mm-hmm. my dog is primed anytime a laptop closes. It's like, oh, it's time for walk, you know? So that way, you know, you begin how you begin and end your day matters because you need mm-hmm. to shift your brain. Also, 
be clear on what your priorities are. A lot of times in business, we have these annual goals and we don't mm-hmm. check in until like last quarter, right? Right. It's, it's important to have goals that you check in with weekly. I mean, mm-hmm. someone told me that the, the new math is, is almost daily, like having a dashboard to track, like, what are you moving the needle? Because business is moving so fast in so many industries. So having a personal or team dashboard, just to share what everyone is doing or what you're doing to help move the needle and where help is needed. Normalizing, saying, raising your hand for help Mm -hmm. because it's shared across multiple functions or multiple people is also another way to prevent overwhelm. Mm -hmm. That's so true. And as you're talking, I had, you know, two different thoughts that popped in my head. And one of them is boundaries, like you suggested, and making sure that customers or other employees or whoever that we're working with, they don't go over those boundaries and that we can enforce them in a kind way, you know. And the other thing I was thinking of is even when we're working remotely, there is that way that we can chat with each other and check in with each other and, you know, help each other. So I would love for you maybe to even talk to the business owner, how can they improve the technology that they have to enhance like that support for the team so that they can, if someone is overwhelmed, they've got something they need to finish and maybe they're not sure they're going to meet that deadline that they can reach out for help and have that support. One is ask your team how they want to be supported. Mm-hmm. right? It's very an individual thing. And it's the answers are always surprising when leaders do that, but getting understanding from your team, what's missing. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be something you can completely not move on, but every now and again, you'll find some workarounds that are very creative that you didn't have to invent. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, have a focus group of what are the pinch points and what are the ideas? Every team usually has someone who's like, Captain, I have a better way. Full disclosure, I was that person on a lot of teams. It got me a couple awards, but mm-hmm. it also got, gets you extra work. So utilize your team to solve some of these problems. Like don't believe mm-hmm. it all has to fall on you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good point too, is because often we do think we're the ones running the company. We have to come up with ideas of how to improve things, but I I tell my staff all the time too, like if you see something that could be done a better way, like I'm open to it, that a new technology could come out that maybe I haven't heard of, you know, and maybe you've heard of it or, you know, different things. And so I think it's important to empower our own staff to let them know that they can be free to share their ideas, you know, and it's not something to be afraid of. You know, some people are afraid if they come up with ideas, the boss is going to shoot them down. And and so they never even try, you know? So I think that's one thing too, is empowering the staff to feel confident that they can share, you know, that information with their supervisors. Right. And you bring up a good point about intimidation. I just want to raise that allow people to give feedback in multiple formats. Not everybody Mm -hmm. feels comfortable like getting on a Zoom with everybody and asking a question or sharing an opinion. So make sure you have a written way that they can Mm -hmm. submit. I I think everywhere I've worked has always had, you know how we have those suggestion boxes? There's always a way to do it virtually as well. You can email to a general mailbox or something like that, but that way you can keep them flowing. And Mm -hmm. then at each like team meeting or all hands meeting, you can say, we got these suggestions. Here's what we're doing. Because Mm -hmm. if you get people's suggestions and you don't say what you're doing with them, they will stop giving them Mm -hmm. and it can create disengagement. So you just definitely want to keep that going. Right. 
And I think then you walk that fine line because sometimes maybe something that's suggested isn't necessarily going to work out when you really look at everything that has to go into it. Um, But you don't want to stop the ideas from coming, you know, or have someone feel that their idea wasn't valued. So having a way that you can express, like we really did appreciate what you gave and maybe explaining why that wasn't implemented even in this case is maybe they didn't understand you need to have another software that does this or, you know, whatever that might be, but still having them feel valued and that their opinion matters. It just may not always be put into practice. Right. And I, I completely understand like budget is a huge concern and also timeline. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the budgets and the timelines don't align, but just getting that feedback back to the ideas, people Mm -hmm. that that's more than a lot of people get. So, right. So as an entrepreneur too, we do know we are often dealing with the overwhelm too, because there is so much on our plate. We have 25 hats, you know, that we have to wear and we can't always delegate everything to staff. So How can we, even if we're doing the best for our employees to have them have that work-life balance, implement that for ourselves so we can, like you said, we have to be an example for our staff. How can we really handle the overwhelm, maybe make it, you know, more manageable? Like, you know, what tips do you have to share with the listeners? The biggest, I have three tips basically is one is to set goals Mm -hmm. in the other parts of your life that matter. I always say to clients, it's a triple bottom line, money, your health, and your social connection. Because mm-hmm. we're humans, we're social animals, we need connection. So that that's number one is to set the goals. You know, do you want to spend time? For me, a goal is having dinner with my family most nights, even though I'm, I'm a speaker and I travel, I want to also be home and enjoy my family. Mm-hmm. So that's a goal for me that I meet. I want to see my friends. <laughs> you know, and have adult time. So I put those in the calendar. So just by putting, it could be quarterly initially, like whatever seems doable for you at that moment. And then it can become weekly. I also (laughs) spend time to have at least two calls with people I can laugh and relate with on a human level who get me. That connection lightens your load. Also, if they're in your industry or understand what you're doing, they can give you great tips. I was on the phone with a friend who's who we, I went to college with who's in San Diego, right? We don't see each other regularly, but we talk. And she gave me mm-hmm. some great ideas about social media. So there, and it took weight off of me because I was thinking I had to research some answers and boom, five minutes, done. <laughs> so <laughs> they can be time expanders too, not just mm-hmm. time wasters. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Well, I love that you're talking about having those goals in all three areas too, because again, as business owners, we usually know, set your goals. We've got them for business. I'm not sure I've actually heard someone say set social goals even, or, you know, we've got money goals, we've got whatever, but having a social goal actually where you're going to say, I'm going to sit down with my family for dinner at least three times a week, or I'm going to make sure I go to the gym this much, you know, or things like that. Cause often we'll say, well, we'll fit it in if we have time, right? You know, and so actually setting the intention ahead of time that we're going to have goals in all these different areas, it makes us more accountable to those as well, right? So we're not just focused on the business. I love that. Yeah, because the problem with with our our work as entrepreneurs is that there's always something we can do and we have Mm -hmm. the authority to pursue it. So (laughs) we kind of have the green light all the time. And mm-hmm. therefore you can go into hyperspeed so easily. But when you see, okay, I have a green light over here, but I have a red and a yellow over here. 
it, it keeps you thinking, mm-hmm. right? It, it right. helps you to say, okay, this lane is good. I can redirect to this other lane. Because I, I always look at like the the super, super fabulous entrepreneurs like Richard Branson. He has a whole island and hangs out with his celebrity friends all the time. Like not all the time, but he, he finds mm-hmm. the time. So right. like that's hashtag goals, right? <laughs> we mm-hmm. can get there at some point. Mm-hmm. So that's what I look at. How do I delegate and streamline and goals so, so that I can also l- live with purpose in my personal right. life? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that comes back to our boundaries and having our customers or those who are interacting with us, setting expectations with them too. You know, nowadays people often, you know, will text or message or email and they want to have an immediate response almost, you know? And so having people realize I work during this time and this time, you know, I'll respond when I can. Or for me personally, I don't give my cell phone number out for business. I don't want people calling me or texting me anytime. I have an office number, you know, we have email and we will definitely, you know, communicate as necessary. But, you know, I try to tell my staff to let customers know just because they email us doesn't mean we can respond immediately, right? We usually say, and we usually try to do the same day, but we'll respond with it in 24 hours, if it's something that's an emergency, you know, we'll try to get back right away, but trying to let them realize too, just because a message came in, doesn't mean that they're going to have to answer it immediately. Right. And then I think my staff realizes too, by having that permission, you know, to be able to say, I don't have to do this immediately. It helps them not feel pressured. Like I'm supposed to be off in five minutes, but now someone just emailed me. Okay. You know, it's okay. It can wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And it's, you bring up a great point about standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. It's something that I, this is coming from my engineering career. I was a chemical engineer for the first four years of my career, my professional life. And I worked in manufacturing operations and we had a procedure for everything because mm-hmm. that ensured everyone followed the same, same routine. And we had less error rate, less waste. And as business owners, it seems like, oh, that's a whole extra step. Mm-hmm. But by having something pe- people reference to your point, it frees them up. It doesn't give them the shame or the guilt of having to always be responding. And also right. like there could be technology that you need to implement, like chatbots. If you you have a particularly urgent clientele that mm-hmm. wants an answer to the same six questions at two o'clock in the morning, your time. Right. So th- it- there's a lot of things you can do. Mm hmm. Exactly. Well, I know we're coming to the end of the time that we have together today. So I want to make sure that I leave enough time for you to talk about an offer that you would like to share with the listeners and how they can connect with you. Yes. Thank you so much. I want to share with your listeners a a great gift that I have been holding back to only my email subscribers, which is the latest, my newest book in my series, Future is Now. And it's all about remote work productivity and leadership in this new era. So the first book is called Unlock Productivity and Wellbeing at Work. And I will share a link for you to share with with everyone in the show notes. Perfect. So if they want to connect with you any other way, how would you like them to reach out? Oh, feel free to find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. I am also on Instagram and a few other platforms. So it's at the underscore Hepburn author. Perfect. 
Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for being a guest on my show and talking about this subject. We don't always talk about, you know, these types of things. And I think it's important to share that. So thank you so much. Thank you, Candy. This was a great experience. Well, and I hope that if the listener has any other needs regarding this topic too, they'll reach out to you as well. That would be wonderful. I can't wait. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope you found this episode interesting and that it answered some questions about overcoming work burnout, remote work strategies. If you have any additional questions or comments, be sure to reach out to Victoria or you can send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information and leave a review on your favorite platform? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's topic. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. You can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And would you please leave a review on your favorite platform? Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to BizHelp For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next time. Have a terrific day.